Praise the Lord, this is Brother Julius Adeomi. I'm going through the Acts of the Apostles. I'm now in chapter 14. And we're reading the Acts of the Apostles verse by verse, and I will stop and comment on the verses as the Lord leads. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so speak, that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. Came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Long time, therefore, abode they speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace. And granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Now, this is just summarizing to us everything that is happening in different cities that they went to. Verse 5. Verse 4. But the multitude of the city was divided, and part air with the Jews, and part with the apostles. So it's always going to be the case when you go to a, a city and you preach. Some will believe, some will not believe, and we don't, we don't get ourselves. Bother because some people don't believe. Just keep preaching. Those that believe are called to believe. Those that do not believe, they are on their way to destruction. Verse 5. And when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, I mean they went to stone the apostles, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derby cities of Lycaonia and unto the region that lied round about. So that's what the Lord said. If they persecute you in one city, flee to another city. Before you go through all the cities of the world, the Lord will have come. Because there will be a lot of them. So they went to Lystra and Derby. And these are the cities of another land. They are speaking another language that they call Lycaonia. But they say, and there they preached the gospel. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. So this impotent man has never walked from his mother's womb. Verse nine. I'm reading Acts of the Apostles, chapter forty, verse nine. Say the same. This same impotent man heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. This important man was just assimilating everything that he was hearing Paul speak, even though he was just sitting there crippled, but he was believing. So Paul was noticing as he was preaching to the crowd, he was noticing this people that this person has faith to believe. And he said with a loud voice to the man, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked because the Lord Jesus Christ touched the man and the man was able to stand up and walk. 
Verse 11 says, And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Lycaonia, they were speaking in a different language that Paul didn't know, but they were saying, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. So when they saw this, they said, Only a God can do that. So they started saying, Hey, the gods have come down. The gods have come down. Because they worship so many gods. They worship Saturn, they call it a god. They worship Jupiter, they call it a god. They worship all those stars, calling them gods. So now they see two men that did the miracle. They said, These gods have descended. Verse 12. And they call Barnabas, Jupiter, and Paul, Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker. And those are the idols they worship. So they think these are the gods that came down. Verse 13. Then the priests of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and gallants unto the gates. And will have done sacrifice with the people. Now you have to remember this was reported to the apostles because they said they were in the place in the center of town. And this town are not big city. You have to keep that in mind. They are small, small towns which we perhaps call villages in our generation. But they are small, small towns. So when they say they have a gate, also. So let's say Paul and Barbara were in the middle of town that this miracle happened, and the news spread. Some people ran and go tell the priests, say something is happening. Come see. They say, what happened? They say, the gods have come now. Your God, your Mercury's. And so on and so forth. So this, they where? They went and got uh, something. They were going to sacrifice to their gods. Maybe they have, they have not sacrificed before. Yeah, it's time for us to sacrifice. So these gods have come down now. So he, they went and said, this priest went and got oxen. Gallants unto the gates. And they went to, to offer sacrifices with the people. And people came back and told this uh, preacher, and said, they sacrifice to you guys. Come, come and look. They are sacrificed to you guys. You guys are gods also. Which when apostles, Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they rent their clothes. They what? No, you guys are misunderstanding this thing. And ran in among the people, crying out, and said, Sirs, why do you these things? We also are men of like passions with you. They tried to stop them from sacrificing their oxen. And that's so to the unbelievers and the people that are false. They will be saying, you are the subject let's do our sacrifice. They know this is not for us. This is not what we are talking about. You guys misunderstanding this thing. This is how they are, they are in the confusion. I thought, I thought we thought you, are, you guys are God. So we also are men of like passions with you and preach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living God which made heaven and earth and the sea and all the things that they are there in who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful trees, fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. I mean, they are trying to make these people stop all the worshiping of these idols and listen to what they are saying, that there is only one God, and this God is now the one that gives us rain and so on and so forth. But don't worship him this way. That's not the way to worship him. But and with these saints cast the strain day the people that they had done they had not done sacrifice. I mean, these people are adamant and bent on doing their sacrifice. They thought they had good sacrifice to these people. And these people said, No, you are making a mistake. That's not what we are talking about. It's almost like when you preach somebody, they want to become more religious. I remember preaching to somebody in London, Nigeria, among one of my co-workers, and he said, Yeah, you are right, yeah, you are right. And in saying that, he wanted to be more religious. Yeah, I used to be the altar boy. So he was not thinking of the altar boy he was doing for Catholicism. 
I used to be the altar boy. I've not been on you for so many years. So he went to go back and be the altar boy. I said, no, you are making a mistake. <laughs> We're not preaching to you that you have to be more religious in your religion. And that was what normally happens in human beings. If they don't get the message right, they will want to be more religious. You want to come closer to their religion rather than to Jesus. That's what this would say. Well, yeah, we have not worshipped these idols for some time. They come down now. We better go worship them. So they go ask him. They go to sacrifice to Jupiter. And that's why this people say, well, they are now sacrificed to you guys in case so that's why you come. And he said, no, you are getting it wrong, old folks. That's not, well, that's not what we are talking to you about. We are talking about the true God. These are vanity. Those are not idols. Those are not gods. Verse 19. And there came things that certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium. So now, these things keep dragging on. And some Jews that didn't like what Apostle Paul did in Antioch, and saw that, oh, these men are here again. And they went and they can speak the Chaldean language because these Jews are speaking Greek, perhaps to make them hear what they are teaching. The Paul and Barnabas both were preaching in Greek because Greek is the common language all over the world then. But they have their own local language. So these Jews from Antioch, when they came by and saw, oh, it was this Paul and Barnabas that fled from Antioch. They went to talk to these people in their local language, and we don't know what they speak there was to make this Ponabarama look bad. And said there came to the certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, and who pursued the people. And having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been there. As if they must have convinced these Lycaonians that these two men, you should stone them. They are this, they are that, they are that, they are. we drove them out of Antioch. They are this, they are that, and that. You say, really? And if they are talking their language, Apostle Paul won't be able to confront these people because they are not understanding what they are saying. Very soon, these people gather stones and started stoning Paul. And they thought he was there because they stoned him until he fell down. So they drew, and they drew him out of the city. I mean, after he fell down, they thought he's dead. So they dragged him out of town, dump him outside the gate. Albeit, as the disciples stood around about him, that is, Barnabas and all the people that were, that were not supporting this uh, story, they gathered about Apostle Paul. He rose up and came into the city. And the next day, he departed with Barnabas to Derby. So they kept moving on. That's why Christ said, when they persecute you in one city, flee to another city. Before you go through all the cities of, of the world, are you of history? The Lord would have come. So they went to Derby. Verse 21. And when they had preached the gospel to that city, that's Derby, and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. That is, they went from that Lystra to Derby, and they were not, Apostle Paul was not uh, discouraged because they stoned him. He could have been bleeding in his head, but that was stopped. And when they stoned and they thought he was dead, that could be when he had the vision of heaven. Because he said he went to the third heaven. Because that few moments, you feel like uh, you have been there for many months, many years. But that few moments, God can show you many things, even never. When it was just two, one hour, 15 minutes was, was fainted, you could see so many things in that third heaven. And then when they woke up, God sent him back. You like, how long? Just 15 minutes or one hour? It could be with three days. And so sometimes we look like so much. Somebody went, somebody died for three days, 
And when he was awake, he said it was just like 15 minutes to him. And over there, it looked like just 15 minutes, but it was three days or not. So it depends on whatever the Lord wants to do. So Apostle Paul said he saw the third heaven. That could be when he saw the third was when he was stoned to the third was dead and dragged him out of town. But now they went to Debbie and then they had decided to go back. They were now going back home, so to speak. So they went back to Lystra where they have had some disciples and then to Iconium where they have some believers. Because wherever place they preach, some people believe they stay with those people that believe for a while before some people drove them out. So these people that didn't believe are the ones that are rousing up the crowd. But the people that believe are staying together and exhorted them to keep exhorting uh, one another. Almost are forming a small church of few people. And those are the people they now return to and exhort them more. They return again to Lystra in verse 21 and to Iconium and Antioch. He said, confirming the souls of the disciples, that is those who will believe, they are confirming their souls to encourage them to keep on worshipping the Lord Jesus Christ. And exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. It's going to be like this. They persecute, saw them drive us out, but that's how it's going to be. But it is through much tribulation like that that we are going to enter the kingdom of God. We are fighting Satan who has been ruling this world. So when we bring light, the darkness will not be well placed. That's why we are seeing all those reactions from the unbelievers. But stand firm because that's how we are going to be saved. And those that believe are standing firm. Verse 23. So Apostle Paul was encouraging them that through much tribulation we shall enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 23. And when they had ordained them elders in every church and had prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. See, the Lord is the one that's going to do the work. So after you have done your part, witnessing to them and exhorting them, you release them into the hand. They have elders now that they can be meeting and be fellowshipping and exhorting one another while you live. So Apostle Paul and Barabbas will live and go to another place. And they just commit them to the hand of the Lord. The Lord, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we'll be overseeing this place and helping those leaders to continue. So it is only the Lord that can do this job, not any man. Verse 24. And after they had passed throughout Pisidia, Pisidia is like a, a county or a, a section of, of the world, almost like say, Arizona. They came to Pamphylia. And when they had preached the word in Parga, they went down into Atalaya. So they are still going about preaching. And they sailed to Antioch from when they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work which they fulfilled. Now they are going back in circle back to the Antioch where they first were gathered and they, where they were sent out from. So they went round back, preaching back all the way back to Antioch. But 27 said, and when they were come and had gathered the church together, they rehearsed all that God had done with them. And now he had opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. And there they abode long time with the disciples. So now, that was the first missionary journey, we call it. The first missionary journey when Paul and Barnabas went with uh, John, Mark, and then John departed to Jesus. So they went from town to town to cities, and they were, being, they were making converts while those unbelieving Jews were rising up, persecuting against them. And they was, the apostle Paul was stoned in the place, and they went, came back and kept going, kept going, and now they came back to Antioch. That was the first missionary journey. And then they reported what the Lord has done, great things, and many believers, they have churches in different places now, and people rejoice. And then they stayed in Antioch for a long time. They stayed for a while. 
So they didn't just go the next month, but they must have been there for a long time. They could have been there for a year or two before they felt like, let's go back again, which we'll see in chapter 15. But before they went back, something else happened in chapter 15. I will continue this discussion in chapter 15. God bless you.